the matter, sweetheart? I accepted a date with a hunk. <laughs> My God, we'll have to sell the house and move to another town. <laughs> Mother, I'm serious. I'm going out with someone I don't know. Someone I have nothing in common with except blue. <laughs> someone who's just a perfect physical specimen. Has he got an older brother? <laughs> How about a younger brother? Mother? Tony's never gonna let me live this down after the big deal I made about him dating Sheena, queen of the jungle. Angela, then you are just going to have to do the adult thing. Don't tell him. Deny everything and lie through your teeth. Oh, I... I couldn't. I'd never... I, I don't think... Good idea. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to AO OA, the Who's the Boss podcast. I'm Tori. And I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of All of Who's them. the Boss. Every one of them. All of them. Whether or not streaming services decide to take them down, we're going to figure it out. Yeah, we don't know how we're getting past <laughs> season three, I think, at this point. But so, we'll find it yes, somewhere. Yes, we will. Um, we're, today we're going to do ep- season two, episode eight. The title of this episode is Hunk of the Month. Mm. It first aired on November 19th, 1985. And the TV Guide summary says, Angela expresses disgust when a woman asks out <laughs> Hunk of the Month, Tony, then eats her words when she agrees to date Mr. March. Mm, Mr. March. <laughs> this episode was written by Karen Wengrod. And Ken Cinnamon. There's Ken Cinnamon again. Oh, Ken Cinnamon. I love that name. Okay. So when this episode starts, Mona and her camera are back. Now, we haven't seen... I went back to see, and we haven't seen Mona with a camera since Truth and Dating, where I guess it was like some kind of school project or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But now she's back, and this time she is taking pictures for a calendar that is going to raise money for an animal shelter. Mm. And this calendar is hunks of the month. <laughs> so each month is a hunky guy from <laughs> from the town, I guess. Local right. hunky guy. And one of them is Tony. So she's taking all these pictures of Tony in her apartment. Um, she got Tony to get into just his underwear and put an apron and an on. Apron. <laughs> but also like she has like the full like photographer's what is that background like like a back yeah just like a backdrop backdrop yeah. like where does she get all i mean i don't know she's, yeah maybe she borrowed it from the school or something right and she's got like a little fake island set up where he's got some bowls and right. some shelves <laughs> so yeah so she's telling him love the lens <laughs> i know and tony is like love the lens but he's cheesing he's cheesing from the camera oh yeah um, I love that he boxers. also has, and I love that he also has on black sneakers. Like, I know I don't understand what that is. They, I mean, now he looks sexy. Don't get me wrong; it's it's cute. Yeah, I but, thought the same thing. But he would have looked sexier without black <laughs> giant black sneakers on. But that's fine. Anything. So flops. Now she's like, okay, now turn around, and he's like, what? And right. she's like, no, turn all the way around. And he's like, no, you're going to get a picture of me. Because I want to get a shot of your ass. Right. You're going to get a picture of me and my skivvies. All right, but, my skivvies. But um, she's not going to, I mean, Mona just, is just trying to get a picture of Tony in his underwear. Because right, because when is she going to use yeah. that for the calendar? Right, so she starts chasing him around the island like a, 
a boss would chase his secretary around the desk. And finally, he's turning back and forth and Angela walks in. So he ends up showing Angela his butt. And then he turns back around and she and does get a picture. Mona gets her ass shot. Right. But, yeah, I think Mona just wanted to take that picture so she could just show Angela Tony and the skivvies uh, later. I guess, or maybe for herself. I that, don't know. That was never going to be able to be used in the calendar. Okay, so cut to the finished product. Tony's looking at the calendar. It is quite obvious that none of the photographs that Catherine Hellman slash Mona was taking is that shot because the lighting no, is completely different. No, it's all fancy. <laughs> yeah, the lighting's all flat. So uh, Mona's quite proud of her work. Angela... And n- never mind, they got that calendar produced pretty quickly. Well... I, I guess this is later. Yeah, I guess we don't really know how much time has passed, but probably not. Yeah. I mean, mm. they work fast. It's only a half hour show. True. So, <laughs> um, so Mona's quite proud of her work, and Angela's like, this is disgusting. And Tony's a little humiliated because he's like, well, I, it's February. That's the shortest month of the year. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he's insulted that he didn't get a better month. And uh, Mona says, but you do have the cutest little ditty. And yes. in not talking about his penis, they're actually right. talking about the little poem that goes along with his photograph in the calendar, which is Tony cleans with manly power for ad exec Angela, <laughs> Angela Bauer. Bauer. <laughs> now, Mona wrote that, so she's also quite proud of that. So Angela basically says, you know, this is... It's disgusting. It's dehumanizing. Like, why did you allow yourself to be photographed like this? She's annoyed because the calendar, not only was it produced quickly, it's already made its way to Angela's workplace. Right. And it's hanging up open to February. Yes. So she goes on a tirade telling Tony, like, you're so shallow just letting women ogle you like this, like a piece of meat. And Tony's not at all phased by this. He's like, yeah, I don't really see the problem, but... Thank you for your <laughs> yeah. your input. Now the phone rings, and Angela picks up, and we she says, "Yes, this is ad exec Angela Bauer." <laughs> right. And someone's looking for Mister February, so she hands the phone over to Tony, and before she does that, she again lets him know that whoever is on this phone only wants him for his body. He's merely a sex object, and he, you know, that's all they want from him. Why on earth she thought that was going to deter him, I don't know. Right. Because he's even more excited to get on the phone now. <laughs> and how did this woman who just saw this calendar get his phone number? Yes, I know, to right? To the house. It's not like you can get on Google. No. No. Yeah, she would have had to do some major calling around. Calling the animal shelter, finding right. out who produced the calendar. Maybe, maybe Mona's name is in it. But so Tony gets on the phone and he's talking to her... Um, and the lady seems to be asking him some intriguing questions. Meanwhile, Angela's kind of flipping through the calendar. Yeah. And it appears she's landed on Mr. March. So Mona's like, oh, you like how, you like him? He's, he's single. But she's like, no, no, I'm just looking to see where Christmas falls. Right. <laughs> she's like, oh, it falls on the 25th this year. Yeah. <laughs> now... As Tony's still talking to the woman who we've now learned her name is Cassandra or Cassandra. Depending on who says her name. Exactly. He will continue saying Cassandra. All right. Um, She says Cassandra. Angela's very badly pretending to be reading a book on the bookshelf behind him while she listens. Right. 
And Tony's like, oh, um, I guess Cassandra's asking him if he's naked. He's like, no, I'm not naked. <laughs> oh, you are naked? And then she asks him on a date, and he says he's tied up. And he's right. like, no, no, I, I mean busy. <laughs> right. So he turns down the date on the phone. And Angela's kind of proud. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm quite proud of you that you, you know, turned it down and you weren't going to go out with someone who was just interested in you for your body. But Tony says she could be a real tire biter. Uh, yep. Hang on. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the definition or at least what I could find okay. on what a tire biter this is. This is going to be terrible. No, it's not. Oh, really? I mean... No, no, I don't mean your research is going to oh. be terrible. Oh. Whatever tire biter is. Oh, yes, is, it is, is terrible. Is, okay, no, I'm yes. sorry, yes. Right. <laughs> it's freaking terrible. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just thought because you're so used to my definitions right. being words, I just read. I mean, I don't have a lot of faith, but this was a pretty easy one. So. Yeah, yeah. It didn't take me long. Um, what I found on the interwebs was um, back in the 70s and 80s, its definition was completely different. Oh, okay. Is what the Urban Dictionary says. <laughs> okay, just summarize. What was the '70s okay. definition? Uh, I'm gonna have to click on a separate link for oh, that. Oh, okay, never mind. So, um, anyway, it's basically an ugly girl, a dog, which chases cars. Right. Yeah. Okay. Tire biter. That makes sense. You want to know? I mean, I can look with the '70s. No, it's probably just as bad, but. They just chased a different type of car, maybe. Yeah, yes. I think that's pretty much what it means. Okay, so Jonathan... So it basically means an ugly yeah. woman. Which makes sense that he would say. Right, thanks, Tony. Right. So <laughs> She's just, probably a, probably they're just a real like, They're like, you know what? We've used dog in scripts <laughs> right. way too much to describe women. Let's try What's to think of something else. <laughs> oh, tire biter. Okay, tire that's good. <laughs> so bad. Now, little tiny Jonathan comes in. Adorable right. Jonathan. And he's like, Tony, will you do me a favor? Will you make up muscle? And Tony, of course, does. And then he opens the front door to show a little gaggle of girls, (laughs) of young girls who have paid a nickel to see Tony make a muscle. So (laughs) this little girl in the front here is named, the character is Jenny Whitner. She's played by Carrie Houlihan. Um, And I looked her up and now she was on a show that I did not watch that was called Our House. Do you remember that show? No. Okay, so it was um, Wilford Brimley, and oh, okay. he paid the and Shannon. It was actually an all-star cast. Um, it's Shannon Doherty was her older sister. Oh, okay, yeah. Chad Allen, who went on to do Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, another favorite of mine, right, was her yes. brother. Deidre Hall. He's the blonde guy on Doctor. Yeah, he's Quinn, the right? blonde. Okay. Yeah, he's her blonde. Her son. Her older son. Um, Deidre Hall. And then Wilford Brimley. And so it was like about a mom who moves back in with her father, That's I believe, the diabetes to raise her guy, kids. Right? Yes, he is. Um, and so, yeah, so she was on that show okay. for its entire run. And then since then, she has not acted. Um, hmm. Yeah, I couldn't find any, couldn't find anything other information about her. But hmm. I always think that's interesting when someone like can just completely drop out of yeah. the public eye after being a child actor. Um, but I hope she's doing well. She is adorable. Yeah. So she's like the most vocal of this little group of girls. <laughs> and she's like, 
Um, wow! She's so excited at right. Tony's mu- muscle. Tony's muscle. She says, maximum attraction! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now... Angela comes over and she's like, what is happening? Jonathan, you cannot charge these little girls a nickel to see this. And Samantha's like, yeah, my dad's worth at least a dime. (laughs) And Angela says, I am, you know, I should call all of your mothers and let them know what's happening. And little Jenny Whitner in the front row says, my mom's right here. Right. And... And Wendy's Cut to here's yes. Wendy Whitner. <laughs> so Wendy Whitner is back. We met her first in the episode First Kiss. Yeah. She's played by Dory Brenner. And I have to say, she is the MVP of this episode. She is. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed her character on First Kiss. I thought she was funny. But in this episode, she is fantastic. And she is. And it makes me want more Wendy. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, She's really funny. And poor Herb, which I, we'll find right. out more about later. <laughs> so, yeah, so Wendy comes out of the back of the pack of women and she, uh, little girls, and she's like, I'm here. I have my nickel. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now it's a couple of days later. And there are Sam and Wendy. Wendy's back, but she's wearing different clothes, which is how I figured out it must be a few days later or the next day. Oh, she is? Oh. Yeah. I, I first I thought it was all the same oh, day, but right. see, she has like yeah. a yellow blouse yeah, on there, right. and then you're she has a red sweater on. So it's now the day of the calendar signing party. <laughs> and so Samantha, Wendy, and Jonathan are in the kitchen, and they're looking out the kitchen window to see the guys going up to Mona's apartment for this party. Angela is pretending that she doesn't care about this at all and is sitting what at is the kitchen doing? table. What is she doing? Clipping coupons? No, she's doing Publishers Clearinghouse, oh, which we find right. out later in the scene. That's right. So Samantha's like ogling the guys with Wendy. Wendy's very into it. And Samantha's like, oh, there's Mr. August. What a hot month. Right. And Wendy says, let me see. And, and completely- clears Jonathan. <laughs> Yeah. So Jonathan, wipes him right off the, the sink. <laughs> Jonathan's standing on a chair so he can see out the window, and she just pushes him right off that chair. It's fantastic. So she Jonathan. pushes him out of the way, gets up there, and Jonathan's like, hey, I have this tool first. But she doesn't care. She's like a child. She's like tough. So yep. Wendy says, look at those overdeveloped pecs. And Jonathan oh, asks, what? No, I said, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jonathan asks, what are overdeveloped pecs? Right. And she says, something an orthodontist wife never gets to see. <laughs> oh, poor Herb. Again. <laughs> so we set up there with that, that her husband is an orthodontist. So Wendy really wants to go to this party. And she's trying to get Angela to go with her. Angela has or is pretending to have no interest in going up to this party. She's busy filling out her paperwork for Publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> and I looked that up. That's still is running. Really? That's a thing? Yeah. Wow. Now, is that the thing with Ed McMahon and the giant check? Yes. Okay. So, yes, it is still running. I feel like that's going to come up again in this series, but much later. So... Wendy tells Angela, listen, if I go to this party and I run away with a man and now my husband is left to raise two children, it's going to be all your fault. So that apparently guilts Angela enough to get up and go to the party with her. But Angela tells her she's when she wants Herb, who is Wendy's husband and Wendy to remember (laughs) this when Jonathan needs braces. That's right. So up at the party, Tony's signing calendars. He's having a good time. He's talking to people. And Grover is back, which I was wondering if we were going to ever see Grover again. 
I know. Like, yeah, what happened to Grover? Yeah, he was gone for a few episodes. He wasn't in the heiress at all when we were up in Mona's apartment. But it's probably, I don't know, it's probably difficult to just have that dog hanging out if he's not, like, you know, an important part yeah, of the storyline. Yeah, they always say it's hard to work with animals and children, right? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, just doing this podcast is hard with animals. So I, I couldn't imagine actually trying to get, and all we're trying to do is get the animals to stay away. And not the children, actually we want something. the children to stay away, too. <laughs> Absolutely. So... Um, we see, oh, and you, we can see a little bit more of Mona's picture window that she fought for over, <laughs> over I know, Tony's I forgot about shoulder. that picture window. <laughs> if you look. Yeah. So Tony's mentioning how, you know, this money's going to be great to help the animal shelter and really be able to spay and neuter a lot of animals. Grover mm-hmm. runs away when he hears that. <laughs> he doesn't want anything to do with that. So now in comes this woman. And she's walking, she walks in, she's wearing all animal print. Yep. She's holding what I believe to be a cougar. Um, a, yeah, we don't, a cougar we, cub. No, we didn't really like figure out what kind of animal, animal I mean, that I, is. I tried to look it up. I'm not big, I don't really know my, my, I would say, <laughs> my big cats. You're not big on exotic, <laughs> yeah. uh, my, my, um, it looks his, like a leopard to me. Again, yeah, I don't, what I don't do I know. know? My knowledge of big cats is what I've seen on Tiger King, so I really don't know at all. My knowledge is just our oldest cat, because <laughs> he's large. And the only reason I'm saying cougar is because later they also reference that she got cougar. a new okay. cougar, so yeah. I don't okay. know. I'm just going to go with it. It's a cougar. Which, when we get to that point, I've got... Oh, you have notes? I've got some information. Okay, great. Yeah, i got notes. So... She comes in. Now, this woman, the character's name is Cassandra. Or Cassandra. Or Cassandra. However, She's paid by Leslie. Tony says. Leslie Bevis. I'm going to say her last name is pronounced. Um, she did a lot. She was on Young and the Restless for a long time. She did a lot of other, like, here, um, you know, guest spots on 80s stuff. And she was also in V, which I remember oh, as v. a kid. Yes. That terrified me, that miniseries. Yeah. And I'd love to go back. I think they re-aired it like a few years ago, and I didn't watch it. But I would love to go back and watch it to see if it's at all scary. I know. I almost wanted to say I thought, I think you own the DVDs, but that was Alien Nation. That is which Alien I confused Nation. Which V yes. and Alien Nation. Which I also love that. That should be our next podcast. Yeah, that'd be. I, it's only one season, so I could just make you watch that one We can rip right season. through it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> So she comes in, um, and Tony realizes that this is the woman who was on the phone. Mm-hmm. Now she's also very she's like channeling kind of Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's a very interesting character that she's playing. Basically, like Catwoman with a little bit of like I don't know an edge. I don't know what she is. <laughs> an edge. What's the edge? <laughs> like almost a little the undead. She's carrying a like leopard a around. Yeah, it's, whatever it's a it cougar. is, we're we're going with cougar. All right, I'm going with leopard. Okay, so um, you're like whatever. Like, its whatever name is Felix. Is. I know that. So she puts Felix down Felix on, the leopard. on the couch, and um, she starts talking to Tony. Now that he knows, she, he's like, "Oh, are you're the Cassandra. You're Cassandra. You're Cassandra. Cassandra from the phone." And she's like, I'm the Cassandra you turned down. Right. So he's like, oh, well, I just didn't know you. But now that I know you, now that I see that you're wearing leopard print. Right. And you have thin, a collar on you're tall, for some reason. <laughs> you have a collar on and an exotic cat with you. I am all in for this date. So they go ahead and uh, firm up a date for Friday at 730. 
And I like how Felix, the cougar, is just kind of like hanging out on the couch, sniffing some stuff. And he keeps making, like, anytime Tony gets near him, he makes like a growl noise. But the animal's... Do you animals, don't see his mouth open? No, the animal's face is clearly not moving at all. <laughs> He's not at all. What do you want? <laughs> so now in walk Angela and Wendy. And Wendy's like, okay, I'm going to buy a calendar. There's Mr. November. And she just takes off and leaves Angela. So Mona sees Angela there and is like, oh, if you're looking for Mr. March, he's not here yet. She's like, I'm not interested in anything. I'm just here for Jonathan's teeth. Right. <laughs> now, I like that immediately that she's still with Mr. March. I mean, that, that Mona, that's what... Mona's like giving her a hard time about Mr. March. Yeah, I mean... Because she was looking at the calendar, but... But a good portion of Mona's day is trying to hook Angela up. I know. <laughs> So, you know. She's I've just, never seen a mother right. try to get their daughter laid so much in my life in this show. Oh, that's so wrong. I know. So I know, but it's... With, no, it's absolutely true. Yeah. She hired a housekeeper hoping that someday her daughter would get laid. So Angela sees Cassandra sitting on the couch with Felix the cat. And she's <laughs> intrigued as to who this woman is. So she like walks over and starts trying to talk to her. Now, I love how Angela was terrified of Grover when they first got him, but she just sticks her hands out in right. front of a cougar. <laughs> and the cougar kind of growls at her again, Even mouth not mouth moving. Doesn't move. No, again, not. So Angela runs into Tony and she's like, Did you see that woman? And Tony says that that's Cassandra. Cassandra, and, yes. Yes. And Angela's like, oh, it's a good thing you're not going out with her because she seems a little odd. And he's like, oh, no, actually. Yeah. And now Cassandra comes up to Tony to say, like, I'll see you on Friday, Friday. at 730. And yeah. Angela starts to put this together. Yep. And she's getting ready to leave. Do you want to talk about the cougar here? Well, yeah. I mean, yes. it's awesome. <laughs> like, at this point, like, you can tell this this cougar's had it. Like, yeah. She walks over with, with him, him, her, and and then he's looking around, and then all of a sudden he pushes Tony yeah. on the arm, and then he's like wrestling on Cassandra's arms, and then she has to set him down. Yeah. And then they just, she opens the door, and he like runs away. Yes, pulling like you can her tell out that the, the trainer is like trying hard, probably behind the scenes, but, and probably everybody is like, kind of freaked out in that scene like what is this thing gonna do i don't know i don't know it's a baby i guess and it's yeah. probably so trained and it may be sedated Who? Like that's true saying. i bet you there was <laughs> but probably a little bit sedated i know I, it would be interesting though i'm curious to know how that is like how that all works out but they don't i don't know i also would think like the casting notice for for cassandra had to be interesting like tall yeah. Brunette. Yeah. Um, a good with big cats. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is that a thing? I you're going to be carrying around a, a, a I mean, I guess if the trainer's kitten. there and it makes the actor feel yeah. at ease, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't seem nervous at all with it. So but she that thing was done some, by the end of that scene. Yeah, it's like, no. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going back to my little cage. Yeah. I want, I want snacks. Some, I want some biscuits or whatever raw meat you feed me. I'm done. <laughs> Now, back in the living room, Wendy and Angela are talking, and Wendy's like, of course he would want to go out with her. That woman would make Herb's hair grow back. <laughs> no, whatever that means. Poor Herb, again. I know, that guy just gets Herb thrown under be, the bus the He has no time. hair. Apparently looks nothing like any of these hunks. 
Oh, but Herb. Angela's like, I don't really understand what all the fuss is about. And she can't believe that in, anyone would find that kind of blatant sexuality attractive. And enter right. Mr. March. <laughs> yeah. So the doorbell rings. She answers the door. And it is Gus. So this um, actor is Grant Alexander. Best known for Guiding Light. I've never watched Guiding Light, but he was in a, a lot of it. I know, but I recognized him because we did determine he's in All My Children, right? No, Guiding Light. Oh, wait, maybe no, he was also he in was All My Children. All, I, that's where yes, I recognize him from. He was in, I, I mean, he was in 10 episodes I of shouldn't Light, admit that. So, but <laughs> I mean, All My Children. I know, but when I was a kid, my mom watched All My Children all the time, every day. Oh, okay. Even so, when yeah. I was in high school or I got older. Yeah, yeah. They had it on the VHS and we ate dinner and watched All My Children. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I've seen way more All My Children than I could care to admit. Okay, so yeah. So he was So that is exactly where I recognized him. Because when I first saw him, I I told you, I'm like, I recognize this guy. And it was 10 episodes? That's insane. Yeah, but I would recognize him Are you sure your mom didn't like Guiding Light? Because he's in 326 of those. never watched Guiding Light. Huh, okay, yeah. All my children, that's You know what, maybe he was in more, though, and it just only had And I think maybe he had a bigger... I feel like he had a bigger role. Like he was some kind of crazy... There was a crazy character. Right, sounds right. He died, and then he came back. Yeah, or just like he (laughs) was like some kind of murderer or something. I don't know, whatever. I I don't remember, but I just remember... He looks familiar to me. But he's just sort of like the classic what would have been considered hot, I guess, in the 80s. Oh, like, yeah. Looks like a Ken doll. Got the Miami broad Vice shoulders, outfit on. Right. Yeah. Blonde, broad shoulders. Yeah. So uh, Wendy says, that's him, Mr. March, page right. six. And she reads his little ditty, which right. is, Gus is here with happy tidings to install your gutters and aluminum sidings. Yeah. No, he's like, oh, you want your calendar signed? So yeah, there's a lot going on here at this yeah. scene. Right? So Wendy, yeah. So Angela gives him the calendar to sign. She's now kind of like acting like a schoolgirl, and we notice that when he signs the page, he's signing a picture that looks like a surgeon. Right. It's like a, a doctor in scrubs without a shirt on, but like a surgical mask and a little surgical cap. Which we noticed from earlier. Right? Didn't we notice in the calendar earlier there was a doctor with scrubs on? Yeah. So he's also the back. He's signing. And in the scene, you see him signing the, the calendar and you see the doctor with scrubs right. and the mask when it's like hanging over, but it's also on the back page. Like, I think every page is. Yeah. I, so and it then, doesn't even look like it says Mar- March. And it's. No, it doesn't There's say so March. Something's wrong. Here. And also the picture. I mean, is that Tony Danza just wearing a mask over his face so that no, people don't realize it's not him? I don't know. We're going to need help from other people there, on that one. There is one other picture that I can see. The front cover is different. That looks like some sort of construction worker. Mm. But I would be really curious if there was ever like a complete calendar that people had, like who were on the, you know. <laughs> I know. Like extra calendars that went around the crew or something. And just to see what it was or if all the months said the same thing or if there were just a few pictures that repeated but yeah so he doesn't sign the right month at all i know but you're supposed to think he does then it cuts to a wide shot and he's like great party angela right because he's here for the party and there's nothing in that whole foyer area no They've removed, like, the... I guess it's supposed to give you the illusion of, like, oh, empty empty house, you know, party. But then it cuts to a close-up shot of him, and the bench is there in the background. the bench is back. 
So yeah. how did you think that happened? <laughs> So yeah, I guess they like removed all the stuff to make it look empty. Like at what point did somebody bring the bench in and then they let's start shooting again? Like yeah, like was that a cutaway? I or guess like maybe a later on they decide to add up right, like oh, make it look like it's empty. Yeah, thinking you never saw the bench behind him after that shot. Right. So the, the bench place. appears, disappears, and then reappears again. A rare, that. you know, weird like a a rare odd scene in the show yeah. that we would never. Because you would think you would see a lot of continuity problems, but you don't in this show. No, and I guess this it's because they just ran don't. it through so, you know... So quickly. Yeah. So it they, must have been a pickup shot. You're probably right. Yeah, so bizarre. But, yeah, a little goof. And honestly, we didn't notice that until... We've, we've watched this episode like five times. At no. least I have watched this one quite a few times yeah. for this podcast this time. I've um, watched it. I know I've watched it at least three. Yeah. So Wendy is trying to get Angela... And Mr. March to realize that both of them are single and <laughs> she know. really wants Angela to go out with this guy. She's working so hard. She's trying so hard. So um, she's like, oh, he, he, she is single. And then Gus is like, well, where's the party? So Angela tells him and he's like, that sounds that sounds confusing. Will you show me? And Wendy's like, she'd love to. And then he's like, oh. And did he ask her out to dinner yet or no? Yeah. So then he asks her, right. how about dinner? And Wendy again is like, she'd love to. But Angela says no. So Wendy pulls her aside and she's like, you like, are you crazy? You yeah, have to do this. Hot. Right. She's like, don't you know that March goes in like a lion and out like a lamb? I know. <laughs> so dirty. <laughs> so I just love her so much. She is so funny in this episode. I know. So. Um, Angela's like, well, what? I don't have anything in common with this guy. Like, what am I going to go out with him and talk about? And Wendy's like, who cares? He's like super hot. Just go out with him. Right. So Wendy tries to get in there. she's determined to figure out what they yeah. have in common. She's like, so do you like theater? Right. And Gus has seen Rambo four times. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I've seen Rambo four times. <laughs> Again with the Sylvester Stallone reference. Right. She's like, how about the ballet? No. Which are all things that Angela's into. Right. Modern art. Mm-hmm. No. PBS. Blank stare. I know. When, when she asked him about PBS and he just is like <laughs> completely confused. Like, He's what like, is a PBS? Right. There's, those are three letters I've heard of, but not quite in that order. Yeah. And there's no recognition. And then the jacket comes off. Right. So then he just takes his jacket off, starts walking towards into the living room. And he's like, Angela, what? I mean, are we on or what? And I will say, now... <laughs> I don't really think this guy is all that attractive, but his chest is almost not real. I it's know, so something broad. Something weird going on there. <laughs> yeah, like it is super broad. So she, no- Wendy notices that he's wearing a blue shirt. So she's like, he likes blue. You like blue. <laughs> and then pushes Angela. Right, towards him. Yes. But like, what what's on the coffee table? It's some celery and some I carrots. I know, yeah. It but looks why like is that there? <laughs> maybe they stole it from the party. It's like one little party tray of hors <laughs> Well, Gus went for it. Yeah, Gus saw some celery and some carrots. <laughs> why not? It's bizarre. Like, <laughs> I think it's supposed to add to the like the the sadness, the of, drabness of, of the like, party. oh, this was a party, but not right. He's like, oh, it's some party, and then I'm and it's like I'm telling you, celery, carrots, and there's something white. Maybe, Maybe it's ranch <laughs> or cucumbers. I know, well, Apple slices. So I think Angela went to the party, was so annoyed that she had to go that she left for the but plate of hors d'oeuvres. she still left with the Yeah, with she's the like, I'm taking this back carrots. with yeah. me. So I find, 
I really, this storyline is interesting to me, and it's interesting that they did it. And I really like how they're kind of flipping the tables here on, like, Angela, who we normally wouldn't think would go out with someone just yeah. for their looks. Yeah. Kind of doing more of something that Tony would do and, like, consider just going out with somebody because she thinks he's attractive. Yeah. And he I, does have Paul Newman eyes. Right. That's, yes. That's what Angela says. Right. So she starts to soften. Wendy's like, flow with your juices. I know. Which, what, that's, what does that mean? I don't know. That The whole juices flowing the whole phrase has always grossed me out it's very like moist i don't oh no like that word <laughs> flow with your juices so what the hell does that mean I, we in a river yeah uh, so but she's basically <laughs> saying <laughs> stop thinking so much right and, and just go with it right just go with this so <laughs> i also think that like they're kind of portraying her sexuality more than we've seen before. I mean, and the character of Angela, as naive and as romantic as she is, she has never really shied away from sexual situations that we've seen. Like, No. She, you know, clearly had sex with Grant um, without really being in a committed relationship. So it doesn't seem like it's so out of her norm and that she really has to like be in love with someone or be in a relationship with someone to have sex. But if she's planning to have sex with this guy, it is different in the fact that they're just showing that she's just going out with someone because of their sexuality instead of, or no, okay. because she's attracted to him. No, all right. Instead of being interested in him yeah. at all. Yeah. Which I think is also, you know, probably not a, a normal way that women were portrayed at this time. So, Angela does agree to go out with him. Now, once Gus has left and gone, I guess he wandered over there on his own well, to yeah. find the party. With his, he got a celery and everything, <laughs> and then he left. She didn't go with him. Because then he says, uh, how about the dinner or whatever, Angela, 8.30. Right. Has 8.30 yes. oh, right. or whatever. So, they have set a date for Friday, and he says 8.30. She says, right. how about 8, 8 o'clock? Right. So now Tony's date is at 7.30 and yes. her date is at 8. Yeah, we all know where this is going. Now, once Gus is gone, Angela's kind of regretting her decision. She's like, again, thinking, what am I going to talk to this guy about? And she's looking like, at the calendar again. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think the cover, I think the cover, see, the cover's different in this scene. The cover is like a It's like a firefighter. Worker. Oh, a, a firefighter, looks right. Looks like a firefighter to yes. me. No, the cover is different. It's the back of the, of the um, calendar that is also the surgeon Ugh. who is on the page that Mr. March signs. So this calendar so confusing. They probably, like, who are these guys? Did they just, like, hire some models to take pictures of them? I don't know. We'll never know. Maybe they really were these actors. Like, they took a picture before. But they probably have, like, five photos of people. And that's right. the only pages we see. And then enter, in this scene, uh, Mona. Yes. With the ice... Uh, yes. What is that? An ice holder? Bucket. Ice bucket. Yeah. Thank you. I, <laughs> I went with holder. Coming in, and she completely walked through the kitchen. Right, yes. Which would have ice yes. in it mm -hmm. to come into the living room to let Angela know she needs ice right. in the ice holder. Now, perhaps she wanted permission to take the ice. 
Although that doesn't sound like Mona. I know, and <laughs> Angela would never know that the ice was missing. <laughs> I know. Why well, come into the living room to look for ice? We just needed to get Mona, and the, what Mona should have done is come into the living room and said, "Why did you take my plate of hors d'oeuvres? I want right, that back. I want my lettuce because we're missing <laughs> a plate Celery. of hors d'oeuvres." So carrots. We just needed to get Mona into the living room so that she could overhear this conversation between Wendy and mm. Angela. Angela's like, and you Nothing. think she, Mona would have passed Mr. March at that point? Yeah, we don't know how how long ago he right, left. Right, time passed. Yeah, yeah maybe right. she was staring at his picture in the calendar for right. quite a while. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> she was looking at the calendar. So. Wendy leaves, and Mona's like, oh, Mr. March was here? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you're right. Um, Mona did see Mr. March leaving. That's how she knew he had been there. Oh, right, right. So she says... We've only watched the episode five times. Right, seriously. So she says to Angela, you know, like, oh, I saw Mr. March leaving. Um, What did you guys talk about? And she knows that something's up, but Angela isn't telling her the whole truth. Yeah, she's on to her. And she's like, I don't have to tell you everything. I'm a grown woman. And then the gates open and Angela just starts crying about how... I made a mistake. (laughs) I made a date with a hunk. I know. Um, I have nothing in common with him except blue. (laughs) I know. Mona's pretty much like, what's wrong? Right. right. First of all, what's wrong? Second of all, what do you mean all you have in common is blue? Right. She's like this, you know, he's only a perfect physical specimen. And Mona wants in. She's like, older brother, younger brother. Yeah. What does he got? What's going on there? Dad, uncle, anyone? So Angela's upset because she knows that Tony is not going to let her live this down after she made comments about him and Sheena, queen of the jungle. (laughs) And again, like bigger picture, why is Angela so worried about what the housekeeper thinks? (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, it's her personal life and his... I know, I know, I know. know. I'm just saying, But she gave him such a hard time. All right. And she knows that he's going to make fun of her forever. Right. Right. And they're very good friends. Um, So Mona tells her, you just need to do the adult thing and don't tell him. Just lie and pretend that you're not going out. And go on the date. And I love... Like, Judith's timing is great in this moment. She is very funny and she doesn't do enough comedy. Although she recently, she is hilarious on The Politician. And if anyone hasn't watched it, they absolutely should. But I feel like in the span of her career, she hasn't done that much comedy. But she is very funny when she does it. So I just love her timing with the, I don't, I couldn't, good idea. I know, right? (laughs) So now it's the night of the date. And so so Tony doesn't know that she's going out. She's Mm. wearing... I don't even know where they found a robe this long. They had to have gone to like the big and tall store right. to find a robe that would go all the way to her ankles. So but she, yet still have shoulder pads. <laughs> it does, right? Or it maybe does. it's the dress underneath. It could be both. I mean, oh, who true. knows? It's the 80s. Could have all been padded. So, yeah. True. So she has a giant bathrobe on um, to cover up the fact that she's dressed for her date. Now, Tony comes down stairs and he's He's singing oh right he's singing uh wait a moment again yep song that i still i've scoured the internet and i cannot find a song or this song and i even found videos of him singing like doing (laughs) sinatra type (laughs) songs he did he went deep he was looking i did and i actually searched like tony danza wait a moment and that came up that clip that i had of him singing some 
I don't know what it was. Oh, really? Was. Yeah, but it's not the song. Oh, interesting. Well, maybe it was the um, song's I'll find it. I'll original. Get to the of it. Like maybe he. This was when he was first working it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. workshopping it or something. But he comes downstairs and he's, wait a moment. <laughs> wait, I mean, it's got to be a real song. Yeah. It keeps coming up in these episodes. So, yeah, he's singing a song and Angela's like, oh, shouldn't you be leaving to go pick up Cassandra? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, she's coming to get me. She just got a new cougar. Uh, yep. Hang on. Yep. Well, oh, okay. Uh, right? Well, no, hang yes. on. Well, then Angela says, I hope it's a car. Right? Right. Hope she means car. Yes. All right. You want to learn about the cougar or the oh, cougar sure. car? Oh, yeah, sure. I, okay. I remember cougars. Yeah, I do too. Um, and then that's why I looked it up. <laughs> Basically, the um, it was it was a series of cars from Mercury and Ford. Oh, right. And they were Mercury from 1967 cougar. to 1997. Yep. And then they were discontinued for 98 and then brought back again 99 to 2002. So... Yeah, At that, that point, there that would have the been a it, new huh? cougar. Okay. In the eighties. So, so uh, yeah. really, I I bring nothing to the table, but except the fact. No, that I totally I've remember cougars that that from the nineties for sure. Cougar. Yes, I do remember that it was a real car. I do too. And I just think, like, is this how Tony gets out of picking women up in his van? Like I he guess, just lets them like, come get him. How about? <laughs> yeah roll up i mean if he was to roll up in that van you'd be like uh i'm busy um, tonight yeah <laughs> so the doorbell rings and it's cassandra cassandra um, she's all he's like "Ooh, int- intriguing and punctual what more could i want and angela says how about human intelligence oh. but how does angela know she's not intelligent i know she didn't really talk to her at the no, party she's she only just... met i mean she's obviously like eccentric and kind of Strange. I had a cougar. She had, right, she had a pet cougar. But how did she but, know she wasn't smart? Right. She could be a professor. Yeah. She doesn't know. So this is one of my favorite parts. Cassandra comes in and says hi to Tony <laughs> and then completely ignores Angela. And Angela just goes, hi. I know. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it was great. So was. she's Angela's trying to get them out the door like, oh, okay, you, you know, you don't, the gonna, restaurants right. are going to get busy. And Tony's like, we have a reservation. She's like, okay, great. And Tony's like, how about a drink? And Angela's like, oh, there's a great place close by. Oh, my God. Are you done? Yes, I'm okay. sorry. And um, <laughs> Tony's like, I'm, I'm going to have a drink here. And she, they are like bickering back and forth with each other. Tony wants Angela off her, his back. She wants them out of the house. So Cassandra would like a glass of milk, of course. I know. Is there, wait, is there some point where Cassandra, Cassandra... Says she has sixteen cats. Yes, it's right here. Okay, because that's yeah. in my note. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. So they <laughs> like they like cut to give the impression that a little bit of time has passed and they still haven't left. <laughs> and Tony's like, "So you sleep with sixteen cats?" Oh, okay, there it is. Yes, I can scratch that off. Sixteen cats is a lot. That's ridiculous. In, in like especially all in one bed. And one of them being some kind of exotic That's cougar. That's true. She, we don't even know that all 16 of them are an exotic animal. Sure. Like, oh, some house. It is t- like Tiger King over there. No. So Angela's like, oh, how unique. Okay, look at the time. Let's go. All right. Trying to get them out the door. Yeah. She actually walks over the front door, opens it up, and they realize it's raining. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, Cassandra hates the rain. Right. Because cats and, hate water. Right. Right? Yes. Um, except for our cat, 
one of our cats absolutely loves water. water. Um, So there's thunder. Cassandra's like digging her nails into Tony and getting all nervous. Now the door's open and Gus just walks up. I know Gus. I like Gus. (laughs) Gus made me laugh. And Tony's like, oh, hi, Gus. What are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm here for my date. But he notices that Angela's wearing a robe, and now he's concerned that he could be early because she doesn't appear to be ready. Right. And t- this is when Tony realizes that Angela's going out with Gus. Mm-hmm. So he's all like, you and him? And Angela's like, I don't want to hear a word out of you. You know, stop it. And he's like, oh, well, what word is it you don't want to hear? Is it ogle? Is it shallow? Right. Is it driven by hormones? He's throwing back all the things that Angela said to him about wanting to go out with Cassandra. Yeah. Rightfully so, so. Angela's like, um, Gus, I'll be right back. I just need a minute. And Tony's... Thinking, and of course she goes in the kitchen. Right. And Tony's laughing the fact that she's going to be ready in a minute. And also, he wouldn't he question why he's, she's going into the kitchen and not up to her bedroom? <laughs> right. <laughs> but she goes in and then like the door doesn't even have enough time... To, to like make swivel a full or swing. whatever, because it's <laughs> yeah. that '80s sitcom door swing, where it's yeah, swivel to, swing or door. swinging door. She, I know it's impressive how fast it is. She there tears had to have been somebody off. standing right there to rip that to rip it off. off. I mean, it's of impressive. It's, it's awesome, actually. And so, and Gus I, is impressed. He is. But I also want to say how much I love Angela's hair in this episode because mm. it's like a little more relaxed Angela hair. And it looks great. Not quite sexy bedhead that we got from It Happened One Summer, but definitely not the hairsprayed helmet that we had in custody. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a little more laid back. Yeah. And Gus is excited she has blue on. Yes. Like he, because his jacket's blue. <laughs> so Angela comes out in a very nice blue dress. It like, is. If you minus very, the very shoulder good. pads and you maybe brought up the skirt a little bit above the knee, I really like the open back of it it's very pretty so yeah so she's completely ready to go and she's like let's let's hit it so yeah gus is quite excited that it's blue because he is also wearing blue now gus is like oh well we're it's it's raining really bad let me go out and check your gutters (laughs) i know in his full date you you know, outfit. He's going to go out there and check on his gutters. So well, it's- he says to her, I hope you've been taking care of your downspouts. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, excuse me? <laughs> like, you're Because de- it is. It's dirty sounding. Like- it is. Or no, she says, I beg your pardon. Right, right. Yeah, his exact... <laughs> it's so yeah. ridiculous. I mean, what would that be? Her boobs? Like, what? Uh, your downspouts. What are- <laughs> I don't know. I think lower than boobs. Really? But you would only have one of those. Then it would just be a downspout. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could... <laughs> that's a conversation for another time (laughs) it's just funny how sometimes they do make these like i know because she's like i beg your pardon they try to make these adult jokes for parents to get right although they don't necessarily always make sense like even wendy with her in like a lion and out like a lamb right like it's funny because you understand what they're trying to say but do they necessarily always make sense not really but that's fine so well i wonder which i didn't look up do you think that's something like about the month of march a downspout no <laughs> oh. no in like a, a oh no line. it absolutely is oh you do you looked it up it's just something about how um oh see in places where it's not warm all year long march ah. usually starts off very cold 
And by the end, it is warmed up. So it comes in like a lion and out like a lion. Why didn't we talk about that? I'm sorry. I... I forgot. Well, I should have looked it up too. <laughs> it would have been better if I looked it up. Yeah, so it's just like comes in with a roar and goes out with a whimper, okay. basically. All right. Um, so now that sounds even dirtier. I know. In, in Wendy's. <laughs> but I like that then Gus comes becomes becomes so concerned with her gutters that he has to go check them out. Right. In the rain, yeah. mind you. Yeah. In, and on in, his way out, he's like, yo, get me a beer. Right. <laughs> Angela, get me a brewski, and she's like, coming right up, ski. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's like Angela, such a dude thing. Oh, I'm going to go look at the gutters, get, get me a me beer. Get me a beer, right. And Angela's already looking at what a relationship with Gus would be like and right. is ready to get out. Right. So um, Angela goes into the kitchen to get a beer. Tony follows her in there. Right, and breaks away. Yeah, and she's like, what I'm doing is different than what you're doing. And Tony's like, I'm going out with a beautiful, sexy woman you're going out with one of the greatest intellects of our time. Right. <laughs> Again, I mean, okay. There's We have some evidence that Gus isn't the brightest, but right. still. So, but he can't judge. So Angela admits that she was blinded by his body, and she's like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and admit to right, everything you're get, thinking. Get it all out <laughs> yeah. right here. You're right. We have nothing in common, you know. Except and, the color blue. Right, except the color blue. And so Tony admits, you know, well, Cassandra and I, or Cassandra and I aren't exactly a match made in heaven. <laughs> I know, right? But Angela's like, well, she is sexy. And he's like, yeah, she is. But and he's like, I'm thinking about calling the whole thing off. Yeah, because he, he doesn't like that she uses his arm as a scratching post. Right. So um, I think Angela's like kind of surprised that he would con- consider... Um, calling it off and she admits that she also doesn't really want to go out with Gus so they decide that they're going to try to get rid of them and how are they going to do it so now Angela comes back into the living room to find Cassandra playing with a ball of paper on the coffee table and you know what I really thought we were going to come back in the living room and Gus and Cassandra were going to be making out I couldn't remember kind of the way they set it up yeah and I didn't remember so I was like oh I think I even said to you the first time we're watching it I'm like they're going to go out in the living room. Those two are going to be making out. Yeah, so it I shows couldn't how much remember, I remember this episode the first time I watched it. And so I thought that maybe something like that happened. Like right. the two of them got together. No, but instead we have Cassandra playing with a piece yeah. of paper, right. balled up piece of paper like a cat. <laughs> yes. Bent over on the couch. Right. So Angela's like, oh, that, that looks like fun. She's right. basically She's just like, stalling. No. I would have been like, what are you doing? <laughs> so she's stalling so Tony can come in with Grover. Right. And once Cassandra sees Grover, she's like, oh, a dog. Like, what? Why do you have this dog? Although, wasn't Grover at the party? But whatever. Yeah. So, But Tony's, I don't think she knew that was her dog. Maybe it was Mona's. Yeah, yeah, true. Or his dog. Know. So, yeah. So, she's like, oh, you know, dog people and cat people just don't mix. Right. So, Tony's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, he's my best friend. You know, that's a bummer. And she's like, no, you know, it is it is a bummer because this would have been a night you would have remembered for the rest of your life. That's a funny scene, actually. <laughs> yeah. But I just love Tony's sad Because she says little... it all, like, you know, close to him. This right. Guy. And then she Very walks seductive. out. And then he's like, it turns angel. It's such a long time. <laughs> the rest of your life. <laughs> now, Gus is coming back into the house as oh, he sees Cassandra leaving. And he even he's like... Oh, man. That is sucker. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that sucks. Tough luck, pal. Right. But why isn't Gus all wet? 
It's raining outside. That is a very good point. And his hair is perfect. No. He's perfectly dry. But yet he went and looked at gutters. Right. Did he find a ladder out because there Because he has like this super hot guy force field around him. Okay. So he's going to stay Still super to look hot. at the gutters. He's got to have a ladder. No, the hair's fine. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Gus tells Angela her gutters are a disgrace. <laughs> Yeah, right. Side side note, gutters are a disgrace. Yeah, needs new gutters. So Tony's like, all right, you're up. So he's waiting for Angela to let Gus down. And she tells him, like, you know, I have to tell you the truth. Is Even though I'm physically attracted to you. That's all there is. That's all there is. And he's like, cool. Right. And she, <laughs> Gus. she's like, I just don't think that's enough to build a relationship on. And, and he's, he's like, like, who wants a relationship? Exactly. Like, we're not talking relationship. We're just talking, like dinner and then maybe some dancing and then maybe a cozy nightcap by the fireplace a romantic nightcap by the cozy fire oh is that what he says yes yes so angela's like okay <laughs> i know and then, then gus looks at tony's like see ya <laughs> she grabs her out. jacket and her shawl and they're gone and they walk out into the rain <laughs> tony's like what so angela pops back in for a second and says i tried right and then leaves <laughs> So, good for Angela. I'm yeah, so excited really. for her. Now, Go out and have a good time. Um, so, the next day, Mona's, uh, Tony's in the kitchen with Grover, and Mona's mad. She comes in and says that she's been told asked to resign from the animal shelter, even though she did all that work for the calendar because Grover snuck out and he got a cocker spaniel pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Tony acts like he's all shocked or whatever, and then... He gives Grover a high five. He asked if she was cute. And that was the tag of the episode. Um, how come... In my notes here, my la- the last thing I wrote... <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> how well do beefcakes sell? Oh, because... <laughs> Why did I write that? Because she said... Okay, you, I knew you would know. Um, I mean, in, she said she was asked to resign from the animal shelter, and Tony says, "I thought the calendar was selling like beefcakes oh. instead of instead of hotcakes." I guess oh, he says beefcakes, okay. so that's why you wrote that down. Gosh, I'm gonna watch this episode like three times. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's in my notes. How well do beefcakes sell? I didn't know if that was a question I was asking myself. So this was an episode that I don't. I mean. I think when I was a kid, I probably didn't care that much about it mm. because it didn't really have a lot of the kids in it. Right. But I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I this did too. Around. I thought there were a lot of like laugh out loud moments. Yes. It was way funnier than I remembered. I love Wendy. I want Wendy to be back a lot. I guess I Wendy can't really be back that much because she sort of competes with Mona a bit. Yeah. Like she worked in this episode because... Um, you know, like Angela needed someone yeah. more of on her peer level to get to her to go out with this, to, right. this guy than yeah, her mother. Yep. But I think if she was around too much, she would probably compete a little bit with Mona. But I also just love, you know, how it explored this storyline for Angela. And like, I don't know. They really leave it open ended. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Angela just went out with him and had some fun. And, and then that was it. Yeah, I mean, she definitely didn't see him again, whether or not she would have, like, actually slept with him. Because, like, it's completely clear that if Tony goes out with Cassandra, he is planning on having sex with her. Right. Like, there's no two ways about it. Right. Like, there's, he's not just going to go out with her and then go play mini golf and come home. But, like, can you really, 
like we should consider that for Angela's character as well because are we just going to assume that for Angela she's going to go out with him and then you know just enjoy dancing or whatever and come home or is right. Angela just like well if I'm going for it I'm going yeah, for it going the whole, and the whole, just yeah. is going to sleep with this guy and then never see him again in like a lamb out like a lion or whatever <laughs> what was it <laughs> in like a lion out well, like a lamb whatever yeah so I do think it was a really interesting storyline for them to explore and especially back in this time even mm-hmm. though they leave it you know kind of open-ended yeah it's it's wholesome enough that it can you really don't know it she's just maybe excited to go out with some hot guy and mm-hmm. get attention paid to her because we know angela growing up probably didn't have that experience as much but so i'm just gonna go right into my rating on this episode which was a nine mm. i know it was high it was just funny it moved fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Judith did a great job with a lot of the comedic stuff. Um, she and Tony are so funny the way they're like bickering, but also kind of a little, uh, not flirty with each other, but like at odds. Like there's a lot of chemistry in the words that are coming out of their mouth between each other. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely love Wendy, which I've already mentioned. Right. So yeah, it just had so many funny parts and it moved fast and I thought it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was a good episode. I gave it. An, I kind of there with you. I gave it an eight point five. Nice. Um, I thought the same thing. I did like the the scene in the kitchen between Tony and Angela, where they're like both going back and forth about how they're going out on a date with a with a, a mimbo slash mimbo, <laughs> and then they, um, you know. You can tell that there's still that chemistry between them or like that like attraction. Right. That's like unwritten or whatever. Unspoken. So, or unspoken. And I thought that that was, um, that it deserved an 8.5. Nice. Very good. Who's the boss around here? Me? Or my mother? Or maybe it's you? I think that Angela was the boss. Okay. Nice. Um, because I think, I felt like she... Even though she had the, she doubted it at first or whatever. For the most part, she was kind of in charge and, you know, and just was like, you know what, I'm going out with them, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, and just kind of made a decision for herself. And even though Tony thought maybe she wasn't going to go out on the date yeah. with him, <laughs> uh, she just decided, you know what, I uh, and it was like pretty much her and Gus. They discuss it right there. She's like, I'm right. not attracted to you. Or, you know, I'm not looking for a long-term relationship or whatever. And he's like, neither am I. Blah, right. blah, blah. You know, a little dinner, a little dancer. She's like, heck Sounds with it. Good. I'm going out. Yeah. So um, I feel like that uh, Angela was kind of running things the whole time in a way. Nice. So. I went a little outside of our main f- four or Cassand- five. Cassandra's the boss. <laughs> no, I went with Wendy. Wendy. Yes. <laughs> All I right. did. I went with Wendy because huh. she was like, you know, just do this. Just go out with him. Like, right, it do doesn't it for matter. Me. That, right. Do it for me. Do it for all the women. <laughs> like, live. let me live vicarious. That's good. I like you. that. That's very good. She convinced her to do it. Um, you know, and then I think, yes, Angela does make the decision at the end. And she decided. But I, I don't know. I really did did Angela really think the whole episode that she was going to have to like have a relationship with this guy? Like, yeah, maybe it's just like funny how Angela's I mean, mind maybe works. she thought like, uh, 
if, if I, I'm going to go out with somebody, I have to consider the fact that maybe that this could end up being a relationship. Right. Like maybe they like could, it's not going to be a one night stand. And, right. But I mean, with Gus, I mean, did she think really think she was going to lead Gus on? I mean, Gus right. wasn't there for <laughs> yeah. Gus asked her out for a good time. Right. Right. But it I was think always maybe Gus's that's intention. Not really, her her normal thing. So she's thinking like, oh, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings and something if we get involved. But yeah. So I just I just went with Wendy because I no, thought it was good. funny how she really was like championing for yes, Angela to was. step out of her comfort zone I like and that. to do something just for fun for one time. Yeah. It was good. All right. Well, you can reach us at Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram or Who's the Boss Pod 1 on Twitter or the Who's the Boss Boss the Who's the Boss Podcast <laughs> page on Facebook. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast, and there you can leave a voice message. We need a couple AOAs so we can play them at the beginning. Yeah, that'd be great. Now, we're also running out of songs. So if you know anybody <laughs> who has recorded a Who's the Boss song and we haven't used it yet, please let us know. Or if you, if you have any kind of a, you have a ukulele or... Recorder or harmonica. Oh yeah, if you want to play a, a song for us, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not talented that way, so I don't know how difficult that is. I mean, I know the kid's piano teacher. She can just hear a song and start playing it. So if that's you, then go for it and, and let us know, please. All right, so speaking of songs, though, we have a pretty funny one for Yeah, this is episode. a good one. This is a good one. Who is it? It is um, Kelsey Abbott performing what's called the who's the boss song but it pretty much is a description of this episode yeah it starts off with this episode but and it also I... actually goes into another episode so we're gonna end up using this again later we will we'll have to use it again <laughs> when we get there okay but it's funny the way she does it Great. so if you like this podcast please subscribe and tell all your friends and give you a big pat on the back remember that episode of who's the boss
I can't do any more without Michelle here.